Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer here in New York on a nice wintry uh, Sunday, uh, February 16th of 2020. I'm sitting here at the bright red desk. I'm joined by Remo, who's hanging, riding shotgun with me, me here on the desk. He likes the new arrangement. I got a new computer. There's a lot more room on the desk for him because it doesn't take up as much room. So he's like, here he comes. Hello. You went away for a second. Uh, and I was, as I was prepping, he was hanging out here at the desk, and now he is back again while I'm talking. So, uh, yeah, he likes the new gate, likes the new digs, um, or the new room, I guess is the best way to say it, because he, he looks very handsome when he lays on the red desk with his lovely little black and white tuxedo. Here he comes. Um, hi, Remo. So if you hear a high-pitched beep on the phone, that's Remo. So uh, Mercury is retrograde, and we have uh, entered into a retrograde until March 10th. And, of course, Mercury retrograde means our ghosts come back. Now, the retrograde is taking place in Pisces, and it went, hi, I know you want to play, don't you? Um, The retrograde is taking place in Pisces. And it is going to be retrograde until the 10th of March, 9th, 10th of March, and depending on where you are in the world. And then it goes direct. And then it goes forward and clears. Now, retrograde Pisces is the end of the dream or the transformation of the dream or the shift of the dream, however you want to look at it. Pisces, of course, is the sign of the dreams. And in the growing season where we are now, we're going to go into Pisces this week. Uh, The sun is the end of winter, but it also is not quite yet spring. So Pisces was the time when you could do the creative work. You You could sing. You could tell the poems by the fire. You would do the needlepoint. You would do the quilting. You would do the, the domestic internal chores that were... Uh, really more fun chores because the work the work in the field had been done, the work for your neighbor was completed in the sun in Aquarius, and now we were working in the greater the greater visioning. Now because Mars is coming in for a conjunction in a couple weeks uh, to Jupiter and then Pluto and then Saturn, where he initiates a two-year cycle, he went into Capricorn today, or he goes into Capricorn today. And he initiates this new chapter. He went in this morning around 6.30 in the morning, 6.34 East Coast time. And he says, okay, I'm in Capricorn. I am exalted when I'm in Capricorn. I'm means I'm very thorough. I'm very forward motion. I'm very strategic in how I work. I answer to Saturn. Of course, Saturn's in Capricorn. He's very strategic. He's really thinking about how we do things. And so there's this very strong energy of, okay, we're doing it, and also the end of a two-year chapter coming to an end where we get to finish that chapter and begin the next one when Saturn meets up, when Mars meets up with Jupiter, then Pluto, then Saturn. So there's an ending energy wrapping up the last two years and an initiating energy uh, beginning again at the end of the month of March. So our job between now and then, is everything that is unfinished, we need to get out the door. (laughs) And you're going, what? What? I mean, unfinished, like, you know, that, i got to wrap that up, i got to wrap that. You're going to find everything's going very quickly. And with Mercury and Pisces, a lot of people checking back in and going, well, you know, I had the, remember when we talked about da-da-da? And you want to kind of go, yeah, I do. And I'm in or I'm not. It's a big time to say I'm in or I'm not. It's also a big time to go, the ghosts come back, and you're going to have some really interesting dreams with Mercury and Pisces. You can also have some really interesting 
you know, experiences where you just kind of want to watch how you're feeling. Because with the sun and uh, uh, with Mercury retrograde in Pisces, we're going to really feel very deeply. This is deep, deep emotions going to be coming up. Plus, we have a new moon this week in Pisces uh, coming up next Sunday. And so this just a lot of water. You know, we're going from all this earth, we're now going to start to kind of soften it up a little with the Pisces, all the energies in Pisces, and giving it permission to kind of feel, you know, feel deeply. So, for example, you know, I'll give you an example. It's one of those, you know, one of those good days, for examples. I was, you know, doing some stuff on Facebook. I'm trying to be better with my social media. Um, And one of the things I had thought a while, a couple days ago, when Vindemann got marched out of the White House, the guy the the guy who migrated from Russia with his dad 40 years ago, and um, to have a better have a better life, and you know he said to his father, you know, Dad, don't worry about me. You know, in this country, it's okay to tell the truth. Um, and uh, you know, and I, you know, I just watching him. I mean, I know we're having a, you know, our country's having a Pluto transit. We're all having a Pluto transit by living in America at this time, you know, and wherever Pluto is in your chart, your Pluto is vibrating. In my case, it's the seventh house. So I had thought, you know, I'd like to write him a thank you note. I'd like to say thank you. Thank you for what you did. Uh, And, and I thought maybe I could write it to his lawyer. You know, I don't know his address. And then of course, one of my dear favorite people in the world, Alan Goldberg, posted on the internet that you know his temple was taking letters and so i sat down to write him a letter and of course he's lieutenant colonel in alexander vindman and he's at congregate congregation a d a t r e y i m at 6500 westbury w-e-s-t-b-u-r-y oaks ct court springfield Virginia, 2215225220. So I sit down to write him a note, and I just burst into tears. <laughs> I'm like crying away. Remo's like, Mom, what's the matter? You're crying away. And I, it was just like this big emotional eruption, right? And I'm like, wow, wow. Mercury and Pisces. So this week, this next few weeks, actually, until March 10th, when you sit down to write something or you sit down to do some kind of emotional thank you or you do some kind of emotional connection with someone, watch if you burst into tears. You know, I've been having a lot of clients bursting into tears when I'm doing readings. And one of my favorite people called, one of my favorite clients called as I was crying. And I called and she goes, how are you doing? I said, I'm crying. <laughs> and she was like, oh, bad time, eh? And I'm like, no, you know, I'm just writing this thank you note and I'm crying. So allow the emotions to come up, allow the feelings to process, allow that recognition that this is very deep. There's really deep emotional processing going on. It's a lot of really deep stuff. We have Eris squaring Pluto, so the anger energy that's popping is pretty strong. But really now as we move into the gentler, carefuler, kinder sign of Pisces, we're going to be working on a soul level. We're going to be working on a spiritual level. We're going to be feeling it. We're going to be feeling it. And it's important to honor those feelings. You know, when you sit down to write a little thank you note and you burst into tears, you go, wow, man, that's that's pretty big. I mean, I don't even know the guy. You know, I just thought, you know, I just felt for him, right? So watch where your feelings are kind of guiding you. Remember, with the feelings, as we move into the sun in Pisces, we're going to be listening to Jupiter, but we're also going to be listening to Neptune. 
and Neptune as the co-ruler of Jupiter. Neptune and Jupiter are now sextile in the sky this week. So feelings are very deep. Emotions are very passionate. We're really working on a deeper, deeper level. And it's real important for us to know that as these things kind of well up in us, uh, it's okay. It's okay to have that feeling. It's okay to sit in that space. It's okay to say, okay, you know, what can I do? Because that's also the other piece of it. What can I do to hold the space uh, for myself, for someone else who's having a hard time, for, you know, just the world, right? And uh, it's just, it's a really interesting time where we need to be extra focused on how we do the self-care for ourselves, right? Extra focused on, because there's so much in, in energy flying around in the heavens, and now Mars is in there too, right? All these Capricorn planets, which are so rigorous. But Mars in Capricorn is a really interesting, and he's also out of bounds on top of it. So he's extra wired. And, of course, last week he was in Sag, so we saw the Justice Department kind of go up in flames uh, around the um, the selective prosecution of the president's enemies or friends, as depending on which side you're on. We have to watch. We have to kind of stand in, you know, and stand in our truth, stand in our space, hold the space. And you may be standing there holding the space with tears flowing down your face. That is okay. You also may need to extra comfort. You may need to extra care. You know, my thought is once I finish, you know, I had a whole list of stuff I was going to do tonight. And my thought is once I finish this podcast, I'm going to go soak in the tub and then I'm going to bed. <laughs> and actually, I almost thought about doing it before the podcast. I thought, no, no, I have to do the podcast. This is a rough week ahead. Not a rough week in a bad week sense, but a rough week and an intense week. Because Mars going into Capricorn is going to be bearing down on the note of fate. He's going to be bearing down on the Jupiter. He's going to be bearing down on Pallas Athena. He doesn't get to them until the end of March. But once he goes into Cap, he activates them all and wakes them up and gets them a little more excited than they've been before. He also, this week, is going to have a trine to Uranus. So that's always an exciting time. Uh, when he trines Uranus, because Uranus is this time in Earth, so we can expect some unexpected news or some unexpected things to come out. Remember, Venus is in very, very frisky Aries. Last week, she had a square on Wednesday, on Thursday, before Valentine's Day. Uh, She had a square to the nodes of fate, encouraging us to make emotional or Venusian choices about how we're going to run and of course she's in Aries so she's answering to Mars which last week was out of bounds in Sag right and now this week is out of bounds in Capricorn but Mars is going to come up and square her not this week but he'll catch her Um, he'll catch up to her eventually but more importantly is the trine to Uranus which is kind of unexpected things uh, resolutions, breakthroughs, new ideas. It's a closing psychological square. So it's going to encourage us to look at things in a way we maybe hadn't seen them before and to have an aha moment. And so you want to just be really aware that the world, because all the planets are a bowl, right? So it, when the planets are in one side, one hemisphere of the chart, it's a little bit polarizing. You know, you're either with me or you're against me. It also is. Uh, looking for looking for companionship, so people are really seeking now either you know some kind of connection or seeking on some level their tribe 
or seeking on some level how they're going to connect and merge. And then this week when the sun goes into Pisces, uh, which takes place, uh, hang on, let me get my calendar. The sun goes into Pisces on the 18th on Tuesday. We suddenly we're entering a real merging time. Remember, we're going from 20,000 foot air, we're deep diving into water, deep diving into Pisces. So I do encourage you, because it is going to be emotional, to sit there and do the emotional processing by going through your stuff, finishing up your projects, looking at things that you know you had said you would do but you never got to, and maybe you never will. Uh, and that's okay. Let them go if they're not part of your dream anymore. Keep them in and work on them if they are part of your dream uh, or they're, you need them to finish to be able to get to the next step of the dream because that's also part of the part of the deal here. Um, what do I have to wrap up, finish up, connect to get to the next the next chapter, which starts mid-March when Mars kick, kicks those guys into high gear and comes along and joins. So as Mars is also... As he's, he's in Capricorn, which is a new sign, which he likes, but he's also cruising in kind of low on the gas tank. The fumes are a little, you know, you know how when you, my father used to always run the gas tank down to like next to nothing. And a couple times, you know, I ran out of gas <laughs> driving the family car because it was so low. And we had a gas, we had lived on kind of a farm, so we had a gas tank out back, so you had to pump your own gas. Um, which is why when I rent a car, I always do the refuel option because I hate pumping my own gas. But you would run out of gas. So Mars, he's kind of coming in for a landing with these planets that are, you know, as the approach happens, he's kind of coming in for a landing, but he's also low on fumes. So it's going to be interesting because he's going to want to go fast, but he's a little low on fumes and Mercury is retrograde. Bringing up our past, bringing up our feelings, bringing up, our emotions, making us cry when we write a silly thank you note. It's not a silly thank you note. But I'm like sitting here, why am I sobbing over a thank you note to a man I don't even know? Well, I know why I'm sobbing. And then you kind of dig up whatever the tears bring up. Allow them to give you, allow that seepage <laughs> to give you uh, guidance. And, of course, remember Jupiter is coming into sextile Neptune this week. So that's also uh, encouraging us to understand deep emotions flying around, deep feelings, and really understand what those depths are. And also with Neptune sextiling Jupiter, it's really an important time for us to um, think, or Jupiter sextiling Neptune is actually the proper way to say it. Uh, as Jupiter comes to sextile Neptune, it's really important for us to understand, you know, what are our values? What are our, what are our purposes? And of course, you know, I read Facebook and sometimes I, you know, I'm a vociferous poster, and other times I'm more um, sentimental. But I do read other people that you know that I like, and I uh, I think one of the things that I keep running into or thinking about is, you know, what if, if we look at if we look at what we're going through in our own personal life, somewhere in our life, we're all having these conjunctions take place where what we're doing is because we're seeding these next big chapters, it's really important to us to say, well, what actually is the most important thing? And to focus on that, not not to say the ends justify the means, but to say, well, how do we get there, right? Because Mars is in Capricorn now. He's a strategic guy, and he says, well, how do we get there? And what does that path look like? And that's our focus, not 
not necessarily way far ahead, but like immediately ahead of us, what's that task? The next one, okay, what's this task? Okay, what's that task? And really saying very task-focused because that's how we get there. I had one time I had a friend and she goes, the slower you go, the faster you get there. And that's kind of an oxymoron for this energy. The slower you go, the faster you get there. It's deliberate. It's deliberate, conscious, steps, steps, steps. Athena is going to sextile Mercury, or Mercury is going to sextile Athena as he moves retrograde. It's strategic steps that we take step by step by step. And, of course, Athena was on the south node, uh, so we did see justice kind of modified slightly there, and we'll see what happens. You know, this is these are interesting times we live on, live in, and uh, we're really working. We're really having a Pluto transit, people. <laughs> and those of you who've had Pluto transits before, many of you who come to me when you have a Pluto transit, a lot of times I get referrals when someone's having a Pluto transit. It's all about understanding how to work with power and how to work with it in a productive and constructive way and to work with it. So I do encourage all of you to pick up, if you haven't yet, uh, the if you've come for a Pluto transit, you probably have it in your library. Pick up the Power Book by Robert Greene, The 48 Laws of Power, and it will help you identify power, power over behavior because he lays out, this is a power trick, this is what it's designed to do, this is the antidote. And you really get to see it. And, you know, it is instructive. I mean, I know some of you don't like Mayor Bloomberg, Mike Bloomberg, because of his racist and sexist policies and not apologizing for him. He was a stock trader. He lived in the pits. You know, when I was in sales, those guys always had the worst bad jokes, you know. They were very politically (laughs) incorrect. And that was even in the 70s when I I worked in – I worked on Wall Street. Um, so, but the guy can exchange a barb, you know. So that energy, you know, which is, yeah, let me just talk about this. You know, it's it's definitely being conscious of that energy and understanding its purpose to deflate power is helpful. So that part, I think, is actually you know, regardless of what you think about his policies about women or black people or minorities or about, you know, LBGTQ, which definitely were not politically correct and definitely racist, sexist, you know, homophobic, whatever. Uh, he's that guy. He totally is. But he also, he he knows how to use power, right? So it's going to be very interesting to watch the dialogue that goes down with him and uh, the guy in the White House. So just, like, recognize that's what he's there for. He's there to call the emperor, say the emperor has no clothes. And he's able to do it in a way that none of the other candidates can do. So that's what you want to watch about him. This is him demoing that power book and how to work with it. So all of us need to get it, um, because we are all dealing with the Pluto transit in the world and in our country, and in our lives, because we're all having this Pluto-Saturn thing. So pick the book up. It's a great book. I recommend it highly. And on that note, let's do the moons. Uh, Okay, Uh, moons, and again, it's Robert Greene's book on power, 48 Laws of Power. 
Um, it also is on audiobooks for those of you who like to listen to these things. Um, so this week, today, the moon is in Sagittarius, and it is in Sagittarius tomorrow. And it goes Monday, the President's Day, and it goes void at eleven at 4.03 a.m. with a sextile to the sun in Aquarius. So Sunday, Monday, great days to get things out the door and off and going. Moon goes into Capricorn Tuesday morning at 5.37 a.m. It's in Capricorn the 18th, the 19th, and it goes void at 9.18 a.m. on the 20th, conjunct to Saturn. That can be good or bad. Moon in Capricorn is good endings. It's also uh, also is like, nope, I'm done with this. So it can kind of go both ways um, when it meets up with Saturn. Moon is then void Thursday morning until 2.42 p.m. in the afternoon. These are all East Coast times, whereupon it enters Aquarius. And it's an Aquarius Thursday afternoon, all day Friday, going void at 11.08 p.m. Friday night with a lovely sextile to Venus. Void, 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 void all day Saturday the 22nd in Aquarius. And then it goes into Pisces at 1.37 a.m. on Sunday, the 23rd. And it's in Pisces Sunday, Monday, going void Tuesday morning at 9.12 with a sextile to Saturn. So basically, the moons this week are all good. And the one on the 18th and 19th can be used to end things if you need to or commit to things. Now, those of you who freak out a little bit with Mercury retrograde, signing a contract, oh my God, my computer broke. Don't freak out about Mercury retrograde. It's it's an energy where we just know we do have to watch and double check and figure out things, confirm plans, confirm addresses. That's the goal of it. It's not to not to ruin your life. But it does make you pay a little extra attention to how things are running. <clears throat> busy week this busy days this week are Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday. The back end of the week is kind of quiet, and then Sunday is rip-roaring and very busy, very busy on Sunday. That's also when we have the new moon, and the new moon takes place at 10.30 in the morning at 4 Pisces next Sunday, the um, the 23rd. And I'll talk more about the moon's things so you can have a new moon ritual. I will be having a new moon ritual on the Internet. You can sign up for it. I believe it's this week on the 19th, I'm pretty sure. And also we have on the uh, on the Internet, a couple of you wrote and said you couldn't find it on my website. So if you hover over events, you'll be able to scroll down and see Access Astrology, uh, March weekend of March 13th. I'm also going to post it on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and put it up so it's a little more prominent, a little easier to see. But we're having, this is an annual weekend, Mark and Heather, Mark, Waltz and Heather Roan Wobbins. Heather comes in from Montana for it, and we teach it downtown. And it's a really nice weekend for learning, working in teams, working astrology, and we're going to be working a lot with charts, working with our charts, working with harmonics, working with, you know, what do you say to clients? How do you work with the chart? How do you enter it and read it? And kind of practicing and really, you know, kind of collaborating in, in what a chart tells you and how to bring up things, what not to bring up with a lot of technique and approach to things because a lot of people right now are hitting up you guys who are kind of baby astrologers. I mean, some of you may be more advanced, but they're hitting up a lot of my baby clients or my baby my baby students <clears throat> and going, what's going on? And people are having a little trouble kind of explaining it to folks. Uh, so this would be a great workshop for that kind of thing too. 
um, you know, how do we deal with these energies and how do we help clients work with them or help our friends? Because you may not be reading for clients, but you may be reading for your friends. Now, this week has um, some interesting energy running. The sun, as I mentioned, goes into Pisces. He does that on the 18th at 11.56 p.m. Um, and he's going to be in Pisces for 30, 30 days. And he finishes up the season of winter. Right? And then we go into spring next, next month on March 21st. Um, and so the sun in Pisces is very much uh, a forward motion. So he gets as high as six Pisces <clears throat> by the new moon next week. Um, and he is uh, semi-squared to Jupiter on the 22nd. So that's a little stressed. And remember, it's an emotionally, you know, moon in, sun in Pisces is a little emotionally stressed. He also has a separating aspect tomorrow with a contraparallel to Uranus. So there's kind of a little bit of a, wow, I didn't see that one coming. And then on the 22nd, he also sextiles Uranus, which is a collaborative energy, sun in Pisces, early Pisces, sextiling Uranus and Taurus. This is um, coming in for a landing when he gets to when he gets to Taurus in the beginning of May. He's going to have a conjunction, but now he's kind of wrapping up the story. Uh, and then we also have Mars Sun sextiles Mars, and that happens next week on Sunday the twenty fourth or on Monday the twenty fourth, which is an action taking energy. As we mentioned, Mercury this week is going retrograde today, and he's going to be retrograde till March tenth. He repeats, of course, as he goes backwards, the last week's aspects. So he has kind of an interesting news reveal today on the 16th. He has a stressful relationship issue on the 18th. He figures out a strategic approach on the 19th. He also is stressed out about his authority figures on the 19th. On uh, Mercury is semi-square Saturn. And then Mercury is semi-square Pluto, and he's semi-square Eris at the end of the week. So Mercury in Pisces, semi-square, these Capricorn planets, he may burst into tears, <laughs> he may cry, <clears throat> he may be a little despairing, but he also is going to be emotionally clear about stuff. So this week as we went Mercury going in, we had all this Justice Department reveal, uh, power, you know, how power is being used, and as we go retrograde, we're going to have a lot of, oh, that's how it's going, right? And, it, and then it'll go direct again in we get into March, um, after March 10th. Uh, Mars this week, as we mentioned, he went into Capricorn this morning, bright and early at 6.30 this morning, and then he is trying to Uranus on the 21st. So we feel the buildup of the trine. Mars trine Uranus is unexpected changes, and he's in a closing trine, um, meaning that he is harvesting stuff that we that we've kind of been working on or trying to figure out. He also is square to Chiron this week on the 21st, so he can feel a little sensitive and feel like his feelings are hurt. Or people can say things on on Thursday, Friday, as you know, because a lot of times Mars we happens before he gets there. He kind of has that impact, so he can say things that make people kind of react. And as I mentioned before, Jupiter sextiling Neptune, uh, and this is their third and final sextile. Uh, as they uh, go forward and he kind of zooms off into the future. Um, and so this is a lot about concrete. Jupiter's in Earth now, Neptune's in Pisces. 
Uh, let's figure out concrete dreams. Actually, I take that back. It's not its third and final because last, last time we were having the square. So now we're having the sextile, collaborative work. How are we doing it? What are we doing? What's the function of how we do it? Uh, and it's it's psychological integration around our dreams. Again, with Mars in cap coming in for a landing in all this Pisces energy, it's really good time to finish up stuff. So you've got stuff you've been working on for the last couple of years out the door. You know, you got to get it out the door. This is the dream. Like you got to get it launched and ready to go for when Mars comes and initiates all this stuff in March. Because um, he's going to start a new two-year cycle around your Jupiter, which is your Sagittarius and your Pisces house. A new two-year cycle around your Pluto, which is your Scorpio house. And a new two-year cycle around your Saturn on April 1st, which is your Aquarius and your Capricorn houses. Uh, Vesta this week on the 22nd is in conjunct to Juno. So there's a lot of stress around partnerships. Next weekend, of course, the moon's void. I have a number of clients that are just borderline breaking up with partner, fighting again, having a problem again. This is that week where you kind of go, are you my dream? Vesta on the 24th, clear out stuff. Get stuff cleared out, off to goodwill. And series this week, a lot of aspects with the nodes on both the 18th and the 21st. One's about adjusting your food and how you're going to do it. And the other one is about okay, this is what I'm committing to. Also, loss of a mother. Loss of a mother energy this week with Ceres on the south node. So we'll see what mother leaves us. Um, hopefully not Mother Earth. <laughs> uh, at any rate, that's Ann Ortley here at the Bright Red Desk. And uh wish you all a great week. And also sign up for that webinar. Uh, if you scroll on my website, Astro Ann, under events, you should see it on a drop-down. I also will be posting it on Facebook and Twitter, and it's in there. It's just, I don't know what I did with the event menu. I'm going to actually go look and see if I can make it a little easier to find. But that's going to be on the 13th of March. Hope to see you there. In the meantime, have a great week. Have a great sun into Pisces. Have a good cry or a good soak or a good bath. I am now going to go get in my tub with a little bath bomb and uh, soak. And I wish you all a similar experience in your life. Take care. Ann Ortley signing off from the Bright Red Desk. Bye.